this is Sarah. This is Rachel. And this is The Ripper Diaries, a podcast where we rip apart episode by episode The Vampire Diaries. This week's episode is season one, episode one, pilot. This is our very first episode, obviously, and just to give a fair warning, we are going to be spoiling The Vampire Diaries as we go. We've seen it multiple times, so nothing is off the table. However, we will not spoil anything from the originals or from Legacies, which you haven't seen Legacies, so you can't spoil anything. Yeah, nothing nothing to spoil there, though I do know how it ends because you yeah, <laughs> show I've, me the, the ridiculous ending, but I've spoils. given some spoils. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about when we both watched Vampire Diaries. Yeah, the first time I ever saw Vampire Diaries was at a sleepover at Sarah's house. And she, at this point, she was obsessed with Vampire Diaries. It was like, I think season three, so, you know, the peak. Uh, but I had never seen it, so we decided to start watching it at the sleepover. And she was like, just wait till we get to episode three, Friday Night Bites. And I was hooked. Yep, that's all it takes. That was my move in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I started watching Vampire Diaries the second episode, season mm. one, episode two. I watched live on TV. I went over to my friend Hannah's house, mm. and she was watching it. She had watched the first one. She was like, this is really great. You'll love this. Yeah. We sat down and watched She's it. Great. I didn't. I hadn't seen the first one. We just watched the second one. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then <laughs> the next week, because you had to watch week by week, so I watched the third cool episode, days. and immediately I was like, this is the I best mean, thing I've yeah. ever seen. Like, yes. I, we were in eighth grade in 2009 when the first season came out, so it, mm-hmm. it truly was the best thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. It was, like, shocking. And so I kept watching it week by week for the entirety, the rest of the show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then watched the originals, and I've seen Legacies, and when I was in middle school during, like, the first or second season, I also read, like, all of the books. So I'm pretty deep into the yeah. lore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've both seen Vampire Diaries multiple, multiple times at this point. Countless times. Yeah. Except um, I've only seen the last two seasons once or twice because, mm. you know, they really lost me at the end there for a little while. But... <laughs> Some things changed by that point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I've only seen the last couple seasons maybe like three times through. Yeah. But like the first three seasons at least, like dozens. Actually countless, yeah. Actually countless know. times. Um, and originals, I've also seen the first three seasons at least a few times, and only mm. the last two or so seasons yeah. once through. Yeah. I only recently watched the originals. Yeah, because I, I watched, forced you. Yeah, yeah, you forced <laughs> me to. I wasn't 100% on it, but Sarah forced me to, and I do not regret it. I binged it. I watched it so quickly, like in two weeks, basically. And, yeah. Oh, no spoils, but amazing. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of Vampire Diaries fans have watched the originals, but they should. Yes. And that is one of my goals of this podcast, is to try to get more <laughs> Vampire Diaries fans to watch the originals, because yes. it's so good. Um, it really is. Yeah. It could be a standalone show. Like, it's very good. Yeah. I think it is, like, helped by the fact that it has yeah. the basis to jump off of, of the Vampire Diaries. It makes it easier to kind of just keep expanding the lore of, yeah. like, the originals. Yeah. But yeah, it really does, like, it stands on its own. Legacies is a different story. I've seen the first season twice, the rest of it only once. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's called Legacies. It's, like, it's entirely, I think, based on yeah. your understanding yeah. of, of Vampire Diaries and sort of the originals. Um, but it's it's a fun time. It's just a completely different show than the other two. Yeah, I can see that. So, 
Yeah, I'm really excited to just go episode yeah. by episode re-talking about all of these episodes since we talk about them all the time all endlessly. The time. We might as well record yeah. it and share it with our internet friends as well. Yeah, might as well get all of the friends in on the conversation and make sure everyone can uh, hear our banter about it since we talk about it all the time. <laughs> of course. Like, oh, and, like a lot. Like all the time. <laughs> Too much, maybe. Like constantly. Yeah. Yeah, we can easily fill the time of this. So let's jump right into yes. the pilot. Yeah, let's get into the Because there's pilot. plenty to say about the pilot. The pilot is a weird episode because it's completely different. It yeah. Was, yeah. It's a normal pilot in terms of like, it is pretty regular for TV shows to film a pilot like, Months before you'll film the rest mm-hmm. of the season, maybe in a different location, sometimes with different cast. Um, sometimes you have to refilm the pilot before you do it. Yeah, they didn't refilm it obviously, but uh, a lot is different. They filmed yes. in Vancouver, but the show is actually filmed in Atlanta and Georgia mm-hmm. when it actually, you know, the rest of it. Yeah. So this first episode, it always throws me off. How yeah. it's like, that's not Mystic Falls High. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the Mystic Grill. Yeah. Alina's house doesn't look like that. Yeah, I, like, the the setting is very different. But I do think, like, the, the vibes, for the most part, is the same. It, it works. Yeah, yeah. You've totally got, like, most of your principal characters are there. Yeah. Most of the, like, kind of basic plot is, like, outlined mm-hmm. and, like, it's a it's a fairly good pilot. But like we said, yeah. episode three is where the show will really start to, like, be, like, 100%. we know what we are and we know why we're here. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the first one's just always unnerving because it's just so weird. Yeah. And it's especially weird because in my head when I recall some of these scenes, like, we'll get to it later, but specifically, like, Caroline talking to Bonnie mm-hmm. in the grill, in my head, it takes place in the grill. Like, when I think about that scene, I'm just picturing them in the grill talking, yeah. and then when you watch it, you're like, they're in this random diner. Like, yeah, they're not, the not grill. at all in the grill. Yeah. It doesn't even look like the grill. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, it's this the is the new Mandela effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where was the first episode of Vampire Diaries actually filmed? Yeah. Yeah. And there's... Go ahead. I was just saying, you go watch it for yourself. It's weird. Yeah. And there are so many things that they started in in the pilot episode, and, like, they, I think they weren't really sure they wanted to do. We can yeah. talk about them specifically, because Bonnie and Damon especially, so we can talk about them with their characters, but yeah, they just made different choices for the characters, and I, I kind of wish they followed through on, but they pretty much only happened in the pilot. Well, and here's, I think, the thing that's sort of overarching to say about that in general, is that this episode like, by large and far, like, all circumstances, is the most high school episode of Vampire Diaries ever. so high school. It's very teen high school. Like, we were saying it just now when we were watching it, that it's it's sort of, like, almost, like, the OC Dawson's Creek vibes. Like, it really felt like they were, like, what if Dawson was, like, a vampire? Like, it's, like, (laughs) it's, like, they were just, like, this is a high school show that happens to have vampires, whereas... I think that's particularly why we like episode three. That's the one where it really is like... That's where it shifts. Oh, like, this is, like, kind of yeah. dark. Like, this is a vampire show. This yeah. is not a teen high school thing. Yeah. But this first episode is all just teen high school drama. Yeah. Like, that's the Teen vibe. pettiness. People being mad at each other because they don't like the... Yeah, things of like course. That. Everything high school. Everything you went through in high school. Literally. So, yeah, this one is also... Besides just the filming changes, yeah, there's totally, like, a tonal difference in, like, just it being much more high school-based. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's uh, step back, too, and say the first episode is the first day of school. Yep. Elena, she's lost her parents about four months ago. Mm-hmm. 
she's coming back to school with her friend Bonnie. She's Caroline, Tyler, Matt, Vicky. We get introduced to all of these characters that we know and come to some of them love. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them love, others of them hate. Mixed emotions. It depends on the day. Um, Depends on the storyline. Yeah. And she meets the mysterious new student, Stefan Salvatore. The hottest person these girls have ever seen. (laughs) Which is so funny, like, watching it now as an adult, but, like, if I was a junior in high school and that man walked in, obsessed. Yeah. Oh, instantly. obsessed. Instantly obsessed. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's that's where the first episode kicks us off. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole plot, except then Damon comes back. That's... Yeah. Pretty much all that happens in the first episode. Yeah, it's just an introduction. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of people to go through and talk about in this one. There's several, yes. you know, introductions we get and sort mm-hmm. of ideas into characters. Right. The first one I wanted to talk about was Vicky. Yes. Oh, Vicky. We don't get Vicky for very long, obviously, but yeah. she does make such an impact and... Vicky's just such a sad character. She really is. She's such a sad character, mm-hmm. and I also feel like, again, to the point of it being a very high school episode, Vicky is a character that makes it feel like that. She feels like she yeah. belongs on Degrassi or, yes. like, one yeah. of those shows like with, skins. like, super skins. <laughs> yeah. That's what Vicky would want to be on is skins, yeah. not, not Degrassi. She's a skins girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, she's bringing the drama. Yeah. And she's hooking up with Jeremy Gilbert, which, which what is that age gap? That age gap seems too too wide for high school. And also, I always forget that they actually were a thing over the summer and that they did hook up. Yeah. I just always think that, I don't know why, I always rewrite it in my mind, that Jeremy's just obsessed with her. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, because that's kind of where they pick us up with, is that yeah, Vicky's just, mo- moved yeah. on to Tyler, and Jeremy's yeah. just a sad little puppy dog who's following Vicky around. And so, in your head, that's kind of how you remember it, because that's what we see. Right. But we do get the background information that he's not just following her around because he has a crush on her. Like, they yeah. had a whole relationship over the summer that we don't really get to see or know yeah. about. Um, so, it is, like, you know, justified on poor little Jeremy's part. Yeah. But it's like, I think the math is he's, like, 14. He's a sophomore. He's 14. I think he'd be 15 as a sophomore, maybe. No, fall, though. I feel like um, September, September, It could go sophomore. either way. It could go either way. It could be 14 or 15. He could be 15. But then that means He's Vicky's, a young 15. He's a young 15, and Vicky is a senior, She's I would She's a assume, senior, I think, because yeah. Because she definitely is not in the same year as the rest of them. And, she mu- and she's older than Matt. So yeah, she has, she to, has be to be senior, a senior, which means she has to be Ooh. 17, 18, maybe 16. I was 16, 17 senior year. So were you. Um, your, I? your face looks so confused. She's <laughs> Wait, like, how old was I in high school? We were Wait. on the younger end. So like September oh, guess, senior year, we were yeah, 16. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, God. But a lot of people are like 17, <laughs> yeah. 18. Yeah. Or, yeah. And Vicky definitely gives like 17, 18. I was going to say, guys. she gives 18. I'm aware yeah, that she's currently yeah, 18, 18 and Jeremy's 14. Jeremy which, definitely gives like 14, 15. I don't know. How is an 18 year old? You could be like, yeah, let me like hook up with this 14 year old. But whatever. We'll ignore it. We'll ignore it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's all I had to say on Vicky. I feel like yeah. we don't get a ton. She's the drama. Yep. Yeah, she's the drama. She is involved with a lot of characters right now, but yeah. like there's not a lot of. There's not a lot going on right now yet. Yeah. Her story hasn't gotten interesting yet. One person who also doesn't necessarily have an interesting story, but I do feel like there's kind of a lot to say, is Caroline. Oh my gosh. They... 
Caroline is a character who goes through immense transformation yes throughout the entirety of Vampire Diaries and Caroline I feel in this episode is another sad character another like yeah also another very teenager character yes she's she's so teenage she's so jealous of Elena and like I don't know. I, I just feel like it doesn't really fit with where her character ends up. But I think no. she matures a lot in the show. Well, and that's what I think makes people like Caroline so yeah. much in the long run is that she does have this really rewarding arc of being this super, like, insecure, sad, yes. why does nobody pick me? Yeah. And then, you know, into, like, this very confident young woman who yeah. is, like, the most controlled, the most balanced of all of them, the yes. most put together. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, what makes a lot of people like her. It is yeah. rewarding to see that, like, change happen in her. But, man, it's painful it's, going back and watching yeah. this first one. It's um, like, yeah, I mean, that when um, they have the conversation in the diner at the end mm-hmm. and Bonnie says, it's not a competition. And Caroline says, yes, it is. So, oh. like, earnest. Like, she's I really know. sincerely delivers that. And it's like, oh. girl, it's not a competition. It's really not. And it's terrible that she feels that way, but I get it. I was in high school once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And another person that we meet who also thinks it's a competition, Matt Donovan. They, we've talked about this before, obviously. We talk about this all the time. But they really just don't start Matt off on a strong note. He's so desperate and, I don't know. He's so desperate. So heartbroken uh, puppy dog. Yeah. So, like bitter in a, yes, in a really yeah. uncomfortable way yeah too bitter like being desperate bitter. and like missing elena that's one thing but he just is so petty about it and i doesn't yeah. seem to really be understanding of the fact that her parents recently died which is such a teenage boy thing to do yeah. so like it's yeah. not no shade to the writers or anything about that i think that that's a it, very it accurate yeah, decision to it makes make sense. but i do think it does work against matt where it's like in the same way that Caroline needed, like, a really dramatic change to become likable, mm-hmm. Matt needed that, too. For me, we never got that, really. Um, yeah. I feel bad for Matt throughout the series, but yeah. I would not particularly personally say that I ever liked him. He doesn't really ever grow to be likable, in my opinion. He has a very sympathetic story, but there's just something about him that always keeps me from really being, like, rooting for him and being like, oh, yeah. Matt. Well, and here's, like, one thing I think actually in the first episode that sort of attests to this is, like, he's the first one that sort of figures it out or, like, pins this idea down. Like, literally in this first episode when Vicky is found at the bonfire having been Mm -hmm. bit and Matt looks right at Stefan and you can tell that, like, Matt's starting to put this together within, like, one day. Stefan just, this was the first day school party. Stefan Mm -hmm. just arrived and Matt's already, like, Something's going Something's on with wrong. that guy. He's the first one to figure it out, but he's the last one to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that tells you everything you need to know about Matt. That it's like, he he has something. Like, but the fact that he's suspicious of Stefan immediately is also just like, okay, you're he's just jealous. jealous. Yeah. You don't have really anything to go off of yeah. at this point. We'll get into more, like, in the next episodes of how that plot develops. But, yeah, it. I don't know. He's the first one to take the guess, but the last one to confirm. That's, yeah. That sums up Matt, basically. <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. The other character mm. in the friend group, who I think it's actually a lot in this episode, is Bonnie. Oh, yes. Bonnie gets a lot. I do love Bonnie, and it's weird because I feel like she's frequently written out of plot lines. I don't know if it was a contract thing or what was ever going yeah. on with Cat Graham, but like... 
she was consistently being pulled out of yeah. storylines as the series went on. And she gets really well highlighted in the first episode. So yeah. clearly they intended to do a lot with her. Yeah. I was actually thinking when the first scene that Bonnie's in where she's driving Elena to school, I was actually thinking, like, Bonnie is so full of life and so excited yes. about the first day of school and being with Elena. And I, it almost seems like there's a change after that episode where she's, I guess, I guess the show also gets a little bit darker, less high school, but she seems yeah. to feel less light. Like, she just was so light and happy in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, everything I... starts to... I get thought dark, the exact so. same thing. And I'm going to look closely for it in episode two because mm-hmm. I can understand why in episode three the dramatic shift happens. I mean, you could even say that that happens in this first one where when she touches Elena and mm-hmm. she gets the vision and it's like death. Like, yeah. this is the beginning of something bad. Yeah. Um, And in many ways, maybe that is that beginning for Bonnie to like, she's not the same person after that. Like, Bonnie does deal with a lot of like serious consequences of yeah. everything that's going on. Obviously, we we all know we said we'd spoil the show. I think Graham's dying in season one. I just I think really gets rid of any opportunity. Like I think the opportunities probably needed to be before that. Yeah. To really make her still seem like oh for sure. And there's not much time because like I said in episode three when she predicts Tanner's death was what I was alluding to before. Yeah. That's like such a I mean as soon as those deaths start happening to people that they actually she doesn't like Tanner but like yeah I mean if your high school teacher died and you had a weird prediction of it, you'd be pretty freaked out. Oh, definitely. So, like, Monty's changing characters, extremely justified and, I think, well-written, yeah. but it is kind of sad. It's like, ah, oh, you just really do. Where Caroline and yeah. Matt need to change their personalities, Bonnie's like, I wish she had been able to maintain yeah. some of it. If only because she's, like, a kid. She's 16, 17. Yeah. Like, obviously a lot happens to her in the first season, and, I mean... Also, just, like, mental and psychological changes. She's becoming a witch. She's becoming psychic. Yeah. I thought you were going to say she's becoming a woman, which no. she also is. Well, also true, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, no, she's becoming a witch. <laughs> and she's a psychic yeah. at this point in the show, which... Okay, that was the up, other but... thing I wanted to say about Bonnie, is, like, what happened with the psychic thing? Like, oh, was no. it just a plot thing where they were like, oh, we don't want this anymore, let's just stop doing yeah. it? Or... Because this is the Ripa Diaries and we dive too far into yeah. these things. Is there something to be said about maybe as this young witch who doesn't know how to use, utilize her powers, they're yeah. just manifesting as this psychic abilities? Because, like, her magic and her, like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the background is of that, the ancestors or whatever, yeah. are trying to help her or trying to protect her. Yeah. I don't know. Because she doesn't yeah. ever get a vision after this episode. No. No, well, the Tanner stuff in episode Oh, yeah, three. the Tanner one, yeah. But that, I think, is it. I don't think anything else happens after that. Which, again, that's such an interesting last one because it's like, that's, again, the moment where things yeah. really change. Where Bonnie's like, I am a witch. Like, yeah. this is kind of scary. Yeah, it is real. It's not just, Yeah. oh, I'm good at, like, knowing when things are going <laughs> to happen. I can read the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like, I think Florida's going to break off and become yeah. hotel islands, islands or whatever she yeah. said. Yeah, it's it's. Or I think Elena's gonna have a good year. Yeah, no, which she doesn't. So way she to go, Bonnie. Yeah, so she's not a psychic. Yeah, I'm a psychic too. Next year I'm gonna become a millionaire. Yeah, amazing. Whoa. Um. Yeah. So I wish we got some more of the psychic, but I could I can logically explain it away as like yeah. just being a way that the magic yeah manifests. I don't know. Also, I think it's too hard to have a psychic in a show as a writer because it's like true. 
how do you ever work around that? Having a psychic yeah. is, like, too powerful. She becomes too much of a target at that point then where it's, like, yeah. you kind of have to get rid of her because having a psychic on the team is, is kind yeah. of hard to write around. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's interesting that they introduced that and then kind of got rid of it. Yeah. But that's not the only magical powers that they introduced in the first episode that they got rid of. Oh my gosh. It makes me so mad that they write out Damon being able to control the fog and the crow. No, okay. I actually was thinking that, like, during the scene when he attacks Vicky and it just floods with yes. like, the fog. Yeah. I love that. Like, me yeah, too. it is, like, weird and hard to explain yeah. that he controls, like, the fog. Yeah. But visually, so cool. It's so, so good. Fun. It's so good. Yeah, I love the fog. Yeah. The crow I can do without. Um, the crow the crow I could do without, but I think the crow makes more sense. Because I feel like they kind of say, you know, in a later episode, they say um, Damon is better at compulsion than Stefan because he drinks human blood and does so frequently. You so think I he's compelling like, the crow? Well, no, no, but I feel like... He would have heightened not compelling the crow. He's like holding the crow, looking at the eyes. No. That's all I'm picturing no, no, now no. is Damon like holding this crow, like following <laughs> me around. Follow Elena through the graveyard. No, squawk when she says something to you. Like, oh no, not like compulsion per se, but I feel like he'd be able to better. Like, I don't know where you're going with this. I don't okay. know what the logic listen, is Listen, listen. Because he has such heightened abilities, that would be why he can control the fog and the crow. Sure. Like, because he does, he drinks human blood and maybe Damon has, like, some witch powers or something. Yeah, I mean, even but, compulsion feels, that's magical. Like, yeah. that, does not, that does not feel like something that your body should just yeah. be able to do at a heightened state. Like, that yeah. is a magical ability to be yeah. able to compel someone's mind. Yeah, exactly. So, not that he's compelling the crow, but I feel like it almost works better for the crow like he can kind of like control it in a way i guess or like get it to do his bidding whatever sure. he does there well so here's the funny thing i like thing. the fog more here's the funny thing as a person who read the books in the yeah. books they can turn into birds like Weird. they turn into birds it's part of like being a vampire um, oh, I don't also remember... like the bat thing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is exactly like the bat thing, but birds. And everyone is like a different bird. Damon's obviously the crow. Right. Actually, maybe he's like a raven. He's either a crow or a raven. Mm. Some sort of, you know, black bird. That makes yeah. sense for Damon. Yeah. Stefan is a hawk. Elena is a barn owl or something. Or oh. a snowy white owl of some sort. I can see that. And I don't remember what Catherine is. She's also either like an owl or mm. a a hawk or something i don't know somebody else i'm sure will be able to fill us in and <laughs> yeah. what the details of matt that would were. be a pigeon matt's <laughs> a pigeon i don't remember if matt even existed in the books Probably i don't not. I think he did caroline and tyler did mm. and they were together in the books but caroline gets pregnant with his puppies no. literally <laughs> yeah oh yes. no it's a whole thing because she doesn't become a vampire or anything she's just a oh, human okay. they just are dating and yeah. like yeah he, she gets pregnant with puppies Oh, God. That was an interesting thing to put into my brain at, like, 13. Oh, no. But, yes. So, I love the fog. I I love the fog. I hate the flying, though. Oh! (laughs) I made a note about that, too. I, I, like, 
was thinking the whole episode. I thought, why are they the doing flying. it so they can fly? It's weird. Like, I get that you can, like, yeah. have the super strength to be able to, like, pounce across the room or something, which yeah. is kind of what they still maintain in, like, later seasons. Is like, yeah. you still have enough strength to, like, push off the ground at different whatever. Yeah. You can't, like... Just be standing and then just, like, shoot across the room, which is what Stefan does to Damon in the, like, loft or whatever. And in the opening, when Damon... His first victim. Yeah, the first victim. The one gets, like, like brought up into the air as if they're flying, so presumably he's flying. Yeah, I don't know why they had, like, I guess, I guess that would tie in like with the, the birds. Bird thing. Yeah. But they only do it with Damon, and they don't, yeah, they don't... carry through. Well, and that's because, again, Stefan's probably not that powerful yeah. that he could do it. And he's not snatching up humans out the road anyway. Yeah, true. Um, but I do have to say, I do not like the Damon getting hit by the car tactic. It's so weird. Mm. I... Because it, it made me think of his actual tactic that he does throughout the show, which is the laying in the road, yeah. which I love. Like, as yeah, a the laying in the road is good. It's so cool. It's so existential. It's pretty fun. But they were definitely flying through those roads. So if he'd just been laying there, they would have just <laughs> went over him. So yeah. that wouldn't have worked. But even then, when they hit him, I was, like, thinking... We still see them, like, experience pain. The vampires still experience yeah. pain. Like, yeah, yeah he would heal he, very quickly. Yeah. But just getting hit by a car would still be, like... Painful. Like, we've heard Damon in multiple situations where he's gotten in fights or whatever, like, saying, like, ow, and, like, that hurt. Like, we know that he's still experiencing, so he's just getting hit by a car on a random Saturday night. Not even a Monday night. It's the first day of school. He's, like, going out, getting hit by a car, and then picking people up and flying. He is going through it, but I don't (laughs) know. It's just so interesting. You wouldn't think enough to want to get hit by a car, but... No. Yeah. I think they just hadn't worked out the laying in the road thing yet, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think they got there. They definitely hadn't, like, come up with that. And, and it is more of, like, an existential thing, you mm-hmm. know, where it's, like, usually when Damon does that, it's yeah. in moments of, like, he fought with Elena or some, something he's, he's going he's through thinking. with Catherine or whatever. Yeah. It's him being stressed. I don't yeah. know what the word yeah. is. He's going through something. Word. He's going through it. Yes. Um, that's definitely the vibe when he's doing that. So... This was more of just, like, a hunting. It's just yeah. showing that he's pretty remorseless about how he's, like, yeah, taking yeah. human life. Um, but, of course, with Damon in the first episode, we have to mention, hello, brother. Oh, hello, brother. So iconic. The line that changed it all. Truly, like, the line that yeah. changed it all. Because I do feel like the pilot, it's a good, it's a good pilot. It's yeah. a good episode of TV. Um but again, it's it's kind of it's Dawson's Creek. It's 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 a high school drama. Yes, somebody happens to be a vampire. But the second that that hello brother mm. happens, it completely changes like the tone of the episode, yes. and it completely changes like the world and how we're understanding it. And like, yep. it's very interesting. It, it needed that, and it was like the perfect moment. The music. It's like that really powerful, loud yes. Vampire Diaries music that they usually only play in season one, but I love it. It's good. No, and then they've good. got the crow there, and then it zooms in on Damon, and he <laughs> smirks. Hello, brother. It's so good. It's so good. And he looks so good in the episode. Like, this is peak Damon. Like, it's so good. He just, it's everything. He's perfect episode, perfect delivery, everything. Yeah. It's obvious why it became such, like, an iconic. Yeah like quote you know like yeah. that, that's the thing people come back to all the time because it was just such a, like a perfectly curated mm-hmm. moment and i 
noticed that actually with a lot of Damon, I was really shocked how good his dialogue was yeah. in this episode, um, particularly in that fight with Seven. That's the only time we really get to see him talk. Yeah. Um, but his dialogue, I was like, okay, he would still say that, all of yes. that, in like season three. Worked. Like, that's yeah. still very Damon. Whereas a lot of the dialogue other characters were saying, I was like, no, this person would not, yeah. like, say that. Like, Elena definitely doesn't know who Hitchcock is. She's like, the birds, yeah. Hitchcock, it's very Hitchcock. I was like, Elena, there's no way. Sure. There's no sure. way. Season yeah. two, Elena has never heard of Hitchcock. No. But Damon, his his dialogue was all, like, right on point. Like, they had the voice and the characterization of Damon down, like, instantly. Yeah. They knew what they wanted there. Totally. Um, The one thing that I don't know if they knew what they wanted, because this is just one of those things that, again, um, we're just pulling it apart because we've seen it 8,000 times, yeah. is I can't help but wonder, what have the two of them been doing, like, all summer? Because we know this yeah. is, like, early September. It's the first day of school. Mm-hmm. And as a rewatcher, we know that both Damon and Stefan got to town the day that Elena's parents died. Yes. That's not established in this first episode. We don't really we, know yeah. when they got to town. You're kind of, I think, supposed to assume that Damon got to town that day. Yeah. And that Stefan's been there for however long. You're not really sure. Yeah. But as a rewatcher, we know Stefan's been there a long time. He happened to be coming through when Elena's parents crashed yeah and damon meets elena just shortly before that happens yeah so i was just kind of wondering like what have they been doing in the four months that Stefan just like didn't see damon damon didn't ever say which we do know obviously that he was working on trying to get away for Catherine to get out but like he never stopped at the house they never ran into each other at the grocery store like no i don't know i just thought that was interesting i was kind of trying to like He's through in my head, like, how was this the first time they crossed paths? Because they said it had been 15 years. Last time they saw each other was in the 90s, which we do get an answer as to when and how that happens and that situation, which makes all of this even more uncomfortable with Zach. Um, But yeah, we don't really know the last few months, at least. I mean, we don't know in the last 15 years, but especially in the last few months. Yeah, that's a good point. I never actually thought about that before. I... I mean, I have to assume, I mean, we know Stefan has basically just been, like, stalking Elena all summer, weirdly enough, that gets revealed. So, I guess unless Damon has also been around Elena, they probably just wouldn't cross paths, I guess. Like, Damon was probably just hanging out by the tomb or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's supposed to the cemetery. I do think it's interesting that, of course, Stefan is there, though, for yes. Elena. Yeah. Yeah. Damon's there still for Catherine. He's kind of like, oh cool a lookalike <laughs> like yeah, a body like, double whatever, whatever. whatever. He, he doesn't really care he cares that it'll bug stefan but he yes, doesn't really yeah. care but stefan is there a thousand percent for elena and mm-hmm. we get that like answer in the next few episodes yeah but what i will say and we will address this now we are not stelena shippers we are delena shippers not. damon no. and elena forever that's the that's the one we're gonna be rooting for yeah um mm. however i will say i was kind of surprised in this watch how like, I don't know the word for it necessarily, like, charmed, I suppose. Yeah. How charmed I was by Stefan and Elena. Yeah. Um, they really do have great chemistry in this first episode. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, that meeting, their first meeting when they, like, run into each other yeah. outside the bathroom, I was, like, smiling. I was, like, this is cute. Even it's though it's, cute. like, the 15th yeah. time I've watched this. Probably more. Yeah. Um, and it is really nice that they get that, like, unintentional meet cute it's literally a meet cute like they just get to run into each other and you know we know stefan is there to meet her yeah like 
he could have easily just like followed her into class and just struck up conversation yeah, yeah. which would have been a lot less interesting yeah. but having that meet cute running into each other outside the bathroom and just having it feel like wow like these yeah. two are just meant to cross paths mm-hmm. was like a really cute choice it was really good it, it, it makes you buy choice. into them from like choice. the get-go yeah yeah I can see where, I mean, because we haven't even seen Elena and Damon interact yet, I can see, like, watching this first episode and thinking, oh, I really like them together. Like, I, totally. I see it, I ship it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like it. Obviously, They're... not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Basically, the second that Damon interacts with Elena, yeah, it's over. Jumped the boat. It's over. But yeah, I, I think there's something so pure about yeah. Stefan and Elena. Yeah. And that, that maintains, like, the entirety of the relationship, and I kind of think that's the downfall of their relationship as well. Um, is that, yeah. like, purity and that statue or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. he holds up Elena to, like, it's not realistic and it can't be maintained. Yes. But I think it is so cute in this, like, first it, episode yeah. and it does it work really show, well. Yeah. It's very charming. Um, not so charming. We know, obviously, that Stefan knows who Elena is. Yes. And then he is, like, asking questions how her parents died. Oh, He's acting yeah. all shocked, which... Of course, that I think is just because they didn't know what they were gonna do plot wise. They hadn't written it yet. They probably yeah. The, to be fair, I don't think they knew how they were gonna introduce that and that they were going to. Because they don't introduce that he saved her until when it's season one, but it's like later in. It's pretty late. At, it it could even be outside of season one. I think it is season one, but I'm not sure. It could be later even. Yeah, I I, I thought it was season one because I think it's like. Around when she finds out about Isabel. Oh, that could be right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll pay attention as we yeah. watch. But I think it's, like, in season one. But still, mm-hmm. like, that's probably late enough down the road that it, in terms of the pilot, they hadn't decided that right. yet. Right, Um. So he's not necessarily being a fake or a phony, but it feels like he is. <laughs> yeah. It feels like he is. Yeah. Um, also, another interesting thing Stefan does this episode is... The, like, random, I don't know what we're going to call it, because I don't think it has a name, the, like, eyes, the vamping, veiny mm-hmm. eye thing. I just thought it was so funny that at the party when he's talking to Elena, his eyes yeah. just randomly start doing that. Yeah. I feel like later it's only established when blood is present. If somebody Usually, yeah. cuts their hand or whatever, mm-hmm. the vamp's eyes will all do the veiny thing. Yeah. But they were just chatting and it did it. It's yeah. Like... I also noted that. I Like, I saw that happen. And it was specifically after they talked about <laughs> her and Matt's relationship not being yeah. passionate. It was like, poor Matt. Yeah, they were talking about passion. And Stefan was like, ooh, hungry. Yeah. Like, ooh. She, Elena was like, yeah, there was absolutely no passion with the saltine Matt Donovan. And he was like, <laughs> oh, my eyes are getting all red. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Stefan was weird for that. Yeah, that was a little odd. I don't know. I don't know if that we can just chalk that up to him, like, not eating humans and just being really hungry. Or That could be. I don't know. Be. I don't know what the vibe was mm. there. Hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I mean, Elena and Stefan, their vibe's just so interesting. And of course, we get the, not cliffhanger, I guess it is kind of like a big, the big question of the episode. 
Catherine. Who is she? Shocker. Why does she look like Elena? I don't know. We, of course, have her photo hanging on the wall if you're watching the video version of this. Because it's such an iconic picture that they just have that. Where did he get that? How did he get that? I wish we had an episode (laughs) just about that. Yeah, just about the photo. Yeah, because it's such a good photo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, she looks exactly like Elena. Although... Elena in this episode, fashion queen. Oh, every outfit, iconic. Every outfit, so Everything good. looks so good. Unfortunately, most people, except for Damon, most people in this episode are pretty uh, iffy on the fashion. It's very 2009. Yes, exactly. Very 2009. Very 2009. Infinity scarves and the vibe. Yeah. That's the vibe. Um, but Elena's fits every single one. That red shirt. Yes. The shirt she wears to the grill later. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, it's so good. are really good. I, she looks great. It's the quintessential, like, Elena look. Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, going along with Elena, it's so weird that it's only been four months. Yeah. Since her parents died. Yeah. And people so are quick. so rude to her about it. Yeah. The, the thing that Mr. Tanner says to her in the class, he says something about, you know, I'm not going to let this slide forever because she doesn't know the answer to a question. Relax. It's four been months. four months. Four months. Yeah. He's like, what? The excuses ended with summer vacation, Alina. What? It's She's not like, summer vacation that's the excuse. It's yeah, no. My parents passed away. What are you talking and I'm about? Like 16, 17 years old and I don't know how to cope or like yeah. manage my feelings. Like, yeah, it's so out of pocket. And like, be, uh, myself, I'm a person who's experienced like family loss like that. And like, yeah. four months in, you're still just like, barely understanding what's happened yeah not even grieving you're like i don't even i'm still in the acceptance i don't even know process yeah and so it's like just shocking that the way that he teaches especially tanner teaches her in that moment because he's he's the teacher he's supposed to be like he's supposed to be the one person that understands because matt is also shady about it and he's a teenage boy like there's there's some leeway but yeah he's like insecure you said you needed to be alone and it's like she doesn't know what like she's just relaxed she's just feeling it out she did need to be alone and like it's not about you that she's hanging out with Stefan. like yeah just let her live let her live yeah relax matt relax mr tanner yeah yeah some of the things that are said to her are so insensitive so insensitive yeah and then, you know, of course, we do get the very sensitive moment at the end of the episode. Mm. Damon and Stefan. No, not Damon and Stefan. Wait. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, wait. Really sensitive moment when between them. When he throws them out the window. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, Elena and Stefan. Yeah. They're reading their, like, diary entries. Yes. It's overlapped. Yeah. It is the vampire diaries. Yes. So we get both of their little entries, and they have some emotional whatever. Yeah. Um, such an interesting moment. I feel like we do get a little bit of the diaries. In yeah. season one. They'll do some, like, kind of diary voiceovers. Yeah. And then it kind of goes away, except when they have flashbacks. Like, in season yeah. three for the 1920s yeah. or something like that. They'll bring it back up. Um, but not even from Elena. Like, Elena's not doing diary entries after, like, I don't know, season one? I think they'll occasionally have, like, one every now and then. Maybe in season two. And then, of course, in season five. Oh, yeah. Dear diary. <laughs> love my I life. love my life. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's yeah. mostly in the first season. And she does it in the uh, series finale as well. Yes, of course. Nice little callback. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I like the, like, dual 
diary reading. Interesting. I, th- I was thinking I kind of liked it. Just because at least for Stefan, we do know he really does genuinely keep these diaries. That's true. And I did think it was like a they're connecting moment. Yeah, see, I thought it was It's a little cheesy. corny. It's a little corny, but I like it. Yeah, I, I sort of liked it. It, it. I just like the diaries. I do like yeah. the idea of the diaries. But just something about editing the two. I just never like when audios are edited together like that. Like, we know you're both writing whatever separately. So to, like, have them intertwined to me is always a little, like, okay, we get it. You're, like, cosmically soulmates yes. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. A little, little too on the nose. but It is a little bit on the nose. But yeah. I don't like it. In the, in the first episode, where it's yeah, already, yeah, yeah. like, it's just so teen. And... You're building towards a certain, yeah. a certain energy there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, since this is the first episode, we're going to introduce a few things that we're going to try to do at the end of every episode. And one of them, since everyone who's seen the show knows there are a ton of deaths in Vampire Diaries, some people get multiple deaths, <laughs> we're going to keep a tally of the deaths. So, we're going to do a little in-memoriam section. For this episode, we only had two deaths. Both people killed by Damon, and in this episode we lost Brooke and Darren, the two people who were driving by and hit Damon with their car. Rest so, in peace may to they, them. Yeah, may they rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, they really gave us a fake out at the start of the episode. Yeah. They were going to be the stars of the show. Yep. Little did we know. Dead. Dead. Rest in peace. To Daryl and Hannah, or whatever their names were. <laughs> Darren and Brooke. Let's have a little more respect for the dead. Sorry, sorry. For our fallen heroes. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> the other thing we want to talk about at the end of every episode yes. is our out-of-pocket moments. Yes. If you've watched Vampire Diaries, which I hope you have since you're listening to this podcast, yeah. um, there are a lot of moments in the show where you're like, that was out-of-pocket. Yeah. That was wild that they just did that. Like, I can't believe that character did that. Yes. So every episode, we're going to nominate our... Yes. Out-of-pocket moments and decide a winner. So, do you have an idea what you think is the most out-of-pocket moment? I have two. I think what we already talked about, the Mr. Tanner comment to That's Elena. Bad. That was so out-of-pocket and so bad and yeah. unnecessary. Oh, hated that. And then also, there's a scene, like, toward the beginning of the episode, where Bonnie just bullies this girl for wearing what she says looks like a tablecloth. That was like, going to be mine, was Bonnie just randomly being a bully. Yeah. Well, like, we were saying how in this episode, Bonnie was so, like, bright and young yeah. and, like, happy. Because she's a bully. Yeah, it's because she's making everyone else miserable. Yeah, she's stealing the joy from others. Yeah, that that would be my yeah. vote for Out of Pocket, would be Bonnie being a bully. I think, I think that's a good one. Because she also is never like that ever again. Yeah, this will be the, one... the rest of the episode. No, this will be the one time Bonnie wins the Out of Pocket moment. Yeah. And I think she won it. Like, a she landslide. She really won it. She was a little bit of a... Bitch. Yeah, so a bitch witch. She doesn't yeah, even know it yet. Yeah, I so think she write, wins. Write it down on your scorecards. Bonnie yeah. Bennett wins the most out of pocket moment of season one, episode one, the pilot by being, being a, a bully. Bully, yeah, a high school bully. Yeah. Bonnie Bennett. Wild. I expected better, Bonnie. Good news, yeah. she gets better. Good news, she gets better, and also good news, the songs on this show oh, are so. Yes. Good. Every song. Every song. So we will also, at the end of every episode, be deciding the song of the episode. The best song used in the episode. I have a few sort of nominations, but for me, there's one clear winner. Yeah. 
I would say the same. I have a clear winner, and then I do have, like, two honorable mentions, I think. Yeah. My probably one honorable mention is Running Up That Hill. <gasps> I oh, really that was my like... clear winner. <gasps> oh, no. We have oh, a division. No. I really like Running Up That Hill. I do yeah. think it is... It's my number one nomination, because I mm-hmm. think it is such a good song, and it's used really well. Yeah. That's not my winner. I think it's also just the iconic moment that does it for me. Sure, but, but this is what... Okay, so I'll just say my winner, yeah, then. Okay. Is Never Say Never by The Fray. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I feel like that has to be the winner because I feel like that's the more iconic Vampire Diaries moment. Yeah. Like, that's the thing you remember when you think about the first episode is Never Say Never and Stefan and Alina. Interesting. And the diaries and they find each other. Interesting. And then years later, Candace Angela marries the guy from The Fray. That, oh, I thought you were going to allude to her marrying Stefan. No, that also happens. I didn't realize she married the guy from the fray. Good for her. Yeah, it's kind of weird, too. She wasn't dating yeah. him at the time or anything. His Random. song was, like, used in the episode, and then they got married. Well, good pick, for friend of the pod, yeah, Candace Akala. friend of the pod, Candace Akala. So good pick her. the song her husband wrote. Okay, Never that Never. does make me want to pick that one a little more. So what were your other votes? So you were going to nominate Never Say Never, your big clear winner. Was no, I wasn't hill. even going to nominate Never Say Never, I'm going to be honest. <gasps> really? I don't know why. I, I think it. there's just something about it. I just, I don't know. It wasn't really... It's very 2009. Yeah. But to I me, think... that makes it the winner because yeah. it's like, it's just so it's, it's the good. Moment. No, it's really good. I think for me, that's just not the moment of that episode. It's the looking at the picture of Catherine. That's true. It literally sets the rest of the show in motion. So I feel like to me, running up that hill was... And it's the placebo version. It's just so good. I do love that one. I don't just, know why, though. I, I just... Okay, I'll relent. Okay. I'll relent. Okay, well, my other two honorable mentions, I knew they weren't going to be real actual nominations. I really love the songs that are playing in the grill. I don't know if uh, they're supposed the to be... The Katy Perry one? Yeah, Katy Perry, <laughs> Thinking of You. Yeah. And Kids by MGMT. I don't oh, know yeah. if they're supposed to be diegetic, but I'm like... I would love to hang out at the grill and listen to kids by MGMT. So those were my honorable mentions. I just thought they were fun and so of the time. Those are good honorable mentions. See, this is why I chose the fray. But you know what? You've changed my mind. Running up that hill is... Yeah. Catherine, yeah, that that is one that comes to mind. Okay, we'll do running up that hill. Let's give it to running up that hill. Like, that was the first time I heard that song, and then I went and listened to, like, the the Kate Bush one. And, like, yeah, it's just too good. It's so good. Also, as an actual song. I will relent. Running Up That Hill is the first winner of Song of the Episode. Yeah. It's a good one. It's very good. So now that we've come to the end of the episode where we've just reviewed Season 1, Episode 1 of The Vampire Diaries pilot, this has been the first episode of The Ripa Diaries. You can see more of The Ripa Diaries on Instagram and TikTok at The Ripa Diaries Podcast, and you can watch a video version of the podcast on YouTube at The Ripa Diaries. We'll be releasing a new episode every Thursday, and next week's episode will be Season 1, Episode 2, The Night of the Comet. Thanks for watching.